Alright, praise the Lord. Years flying by. Day of the Lord's drawing near. Mm. And uh, hallelujah, I am looking forward to getting out of this hey. mess that man has made again trying to live apart from God. I know the Bible says the way of transgressors is hard. And uh, God's way is that good way. And a man always tries to substitute the Word of God uh, for the way uh, that he thinks it ought to be. And you just can't bypass the Word of God and have any, uh, have any hope of going very far. Uh, we need to get back in touch with God. We need to get back in, uh, back in the Word of God. Back in church. Uh, I know one that we're going to be preaching about this tonight. One of the big things going on today is mental illness. And we're going to be preaching about that a little bit tonight. But one of the things that will help mental illness is a healthy diet of the Word of God Amen. and a healthy attendance to the house of God. You get encouraged hearing others testify. Uh, you get encouraged hearing others pray. Uh, just much encouragement uh, mentally just from going to church. And uh, we want to go to the Lord in prayer uh, this August the 7th, Lord's Day Sunday morning. Just got much to thank the Lord about. Uh, Lord, we pray and thank you again this morning. Yeah. Thank you for the good prayer early this morning. Yeah. Uh, Lord, we just want to pray again for Brother Mark, Sister Kay. Thank you for that good report. We want to pray for Sister Vonnie's mother and Lord, her son, Billy. Lord, we want to pray, Lord Father, for Patrick's dad, Ronnie Lindsay, and his mother. We want to pray for Patrick and Sarah and their family. Lord, they've had some... Uh, dealings with this COVID. Yeah. We want to pray for Mark, Miranda, uh, Lord, for Caden and Tavian. They're also having to deal with this COVID, Lord. We want to pray, Lord, for Sister Joanne, yeah. Lord, for Brother Eric, for Rita and Joe, her husband. Uh, Lord, we thank you for that day Joe came to church. Yeah. And I pray, Lord, he'd do that again. Uh, that was a blessing. Lord, we want to thank you, Father, for James and Patty. Uh, Lord, they've been sick. Thank you for Jimmy. Lord and Carol, uh, Lord, they've been sick. Father, we just pray. Uh, Lord, just so many, Lord, that are, are under the weather. So many, Lord, uh, this COVID, Lord, coming around. I believe intentional, not by accident. I believe, Lord, it's a timing of it, Lord. And, and I do believe Father's been ushered in. And I'm so thankful, Father, that though these bodies be frail, I'm glad, praise God, that we've got an eternal soul, an eternal habitation in heaven. Uh, Lord, I pray, dear Father God, today for uh, Lord, uh, Brother James Jr. Lord, one day he'll come walking in here, Lord, of his own accord yeah. and shout all over the place and not need uh, that computer, Lord, to amen the Word of God. Pray for James and Star. Pray, Father God, today for, for Lord, for... Uh, uh, Dallas and Christine, Lord, they might come today. They're friends of Sister Sarah's. I'd like for them to come today. I thank you, Father, for the day that Leslie, Neil, and the two children they had with them came. I thank you for that. Thank you, Lord, for all you do for this little church, Lord. We just want to be a blessing. And Lord, we need you to help us to be one. Pray you bless our efforts this morning in this Sunday school lesson. Help us to give the most earnest heed to the Word of God lest at any time we let them slip. And we ask, Lord, for your blessings upon all that's said and done today. In Jesus' name, Lord, help our country. Lord, help it to return to God. Help those people up there, Father, uh, devastated by the flood. Help, Lord, I pray, Lord, dear Father, uh, those that are struggling today, Lord, in ways that 
really shouldn't even be there. And yet, Lord, they're confused about their identity. Or, Lord, they're struggling, Father, about uh, which way to go, which, which church is right, which Bible's right. Help them to find their way in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Didn't mean to get off chasing rabbits and blur, but had the Holy Spirit leading. Amen. And we want to be mindful right. of prayer and be careful in prayer. Uh, we stopped uh, last Sunday, uh, Genesis chapter 9. We stopped on verse number 19. I'm so thankful to have a Bible. Amen. Amen. Uh, the Bible mentions in the book of uh, 1 Samuel that the Word was precious in those days and uh, it's still precious today and we're thankful to have it ourselves. Uh, we'll reread verse 19. These are the three sons of Noah and of them was the whole earth overspread. I want you to be mindful of that latter part of that verse because it will be commenting upon what was just said right there about the whole earth being overspread. Uh, it said Noah, verse 20, began to be a husbandman and he planted a vineyard. And I kind of wish uh, verse 21 wasn't in here, but it says, and he drank of the wine and was drunken. This is a man that found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And, uh, you know, I was a drunk myself and I even praying this morning thanking the Lord for finding grace, finding yeah. forgiveness. Uh, I counseled with a couple yesterday uh, for quite a long time. Uh, unsuccessful really in anything uh, that I exerted. Uh, mistakes, you know, got made, um, overstated uh, what needed to be said, just a mess. And uh, only success I guess I had was when I Asked him if I could have prayer when I left. And as I prayed, I was thinking and I mentioned about Jesus from the cross. Said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And uh, this, this man refused to believe, uh, refused to forgive this incident of drunkenness. And uh, I was thankful that the Lord was willing to forgive me. And dwelling upon that, I wept a little bit and left them with a thought about forgiveness. But here Noah is. He survived the judgment of the flood. He's planted a vineyard. The Bible tells us in the book of Romans not to make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. And I told them to get the alcohol out of the house. And uh, in uh, Romans chapter 13 verse 14 says, Put ye on the Lord Jesus and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. I still remember when I got saved. Mm -hmm. Man, I poured all the alcohol out. Me and my wife, she was faster at it than I was. Got rid of it. I burned all my, burned all my demonic uh, music, all of my ACDC, Pink Floyd, Steppenwolf, and, and uh, all the Rolling Stone bunch of junk. Burned all of that. Burnt magazines. Shouldn't even been in the house. Right. Videos. Right. Got all that yeah, out. That. But I just want to say that here Noah... 
Uh, he just got, he just escaped the judgment, just got out of uh, being a survivor, and he plants a vineyard, and he drank of the wine. Now, it'd be good if he just drank a little wine for his often stomach sake and infirmities, but it said he got drunk. said he drank of the wine and was drunken. Uh, one thing about alcohol, the Bible says wine is a mocker and strong drink is raging and whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. And uh, we can see that here in this episode here. Uh, Proverbs chapter 20 verse 1 Wine is a mocker, strong drink is raging and whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. Noah, this was not a good decision. He, uh, he drank of the wine and got drunk mm -hmm. and he was uncovered within his tent. So we see uh, some of the product of drinking was he got drunk. Uh, and this couple I was counseling with yesterday, uh, they got in an awful fight uh, due to getting drunk, done a lot of things shouldn't have done, said a lot of things he shouldn't have said. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the way wine does. It, it'll mock you, make you wish you'd never seen it. And uh, they did take some action. I told them to get rid of that stuff, get it out of the house. But it says, and he was uncovered within his tent. So here we got the man that found grace in the eyes of the Lord. He's drunk now. He's naked now. And uh, he's got three sons. <coughs> Verse 18 says, The sons of Noah that went forth of the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And Ham is the father of Canaan. And uh, verse 22 says, And Ham, the father of the Canaan, father Canaan, he saw the nakedness of his father. I wonder how he seen that. Maybe he went in the tent to get something. Maybe he heard his father uh, in the drunken stupor in there. You know, maybe he thought he needed help. I've been drunk myself. I've come home so drunk, barking like a dog. My wife got me by the collar, led me to the bathroom, she said, I'm leaving with the kids. And uh, it wasn't a real pleasant conversation. She said, I hope you die. I was about half dead. Man, I'm telling you, I was a mess. And uh, drinking will make you a mess. <clears throat> I'm saying this to everybody out there. I've been there and done that. Right. Said it was uncovered. I remember one night... Uh, I got up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. And in our house, it was one of our first houses uh, wasn't much of a house just just bare necessity house but it had a floor furnace <clears throat> and the floor furnace was right in front of the bathroom and as a drunk and I was drunk uh, in a drunken stupor in the winter time instead of going into the bathroom I was urinating in that floor furnace my wife got up and she walked in there and confronted her drunk husband and I do appreciate how she done it. She said, Eddie, what if one of the children had come 
and found you like this instead of me. That sobered me up quite a bit. Yeah, that's right. And she was so right. I kept my mouth shut. I didn't say anything in reply to what she's. That was an undeniable truth. Here I am, start naked, peeing in the furnace. Not only did it stink the house up, but it was a product of drinking. And here Noah is, he's drunk. Here his son is him. Now he sees the nakedness of his father. That could have happened with me. Mm-hmm. Our children were young. Mm-hmm. Brother Eddie. Yeah. I had an uncle, Cleophas. He was a bad alcoholic. And my grandmother, she always said he would quit drinking. But this one time, we, we had went up to my grandmother's house, and he had went outside, and he was so drunk. And... He was gone for ever so long, and I told William, I said, we better go look for him. And around at the back of the house, he was passed out, and yeah. it was snowing, and it was cold. And so we finally got him up and got him back into the house, and he became alert enough. And I started talking to him about God and his yeah. soul. Tears were just streaming down his yeah. cheeks in that drunken state. And you know, after my grandmother died, he quit drinking. Amen. He quit drinking. The Lord sets captives free. I remember the day that God set me free from drinking. I had one in my hand. And I had a desire to drink it and was going to drink it. And I had prayed just a childlike prayer. I mean, I'll be honest with you, I didn't really understand things like I do now. Hadn't been saved but for like two weeks. And I was praying that God would help me uh, in this matter of drinking. And I, like I said, in a childlike prayer, I said, Lord, when you do, show me the way that I know it's you. And, and here I am anticipating God to visit me in a dream that we'd walk, you know, down the seashore, you know, and talk about this matter of drinking. And uh, I'm going to say it just as plain as I know how to say it. I knew God had heard my prayer. And uh, I couldn't hardly go to sleep that night for knowing that God had heard my prayer. And I was convinced that God would answer my prayer. And I finally did fall asleep. All the anticipation of a visitation from God had kind of kept me from sleeping. But I finally fell asleep. And I woke up the next morning so disappointed because I didn't dream anything. Now I'm telling you, a childlike prayer... And listen what I said in a childlike way. I said, well, uh, I said, well, the needs of the world are great. God must have been busy last night. I said, I'll pray about it again tonight. I mean, I just didn't know God like I know Him now. I didn't understand God like I do now. And I went out that day and out there mowing the yard and got big and thirsty. And really, I put it in the best terms I can. I forgot all about praying. <clears throat> I forgot all about even being saved. And the only thing on my mind was getting one of them tall boy past blue ribbons out of the refrigerator and I'm not advertising for them. Just that's what I had in the refrigerator because there was more in the can. It was like a 16 ounce can instead of a 12 ounce can. And I was going to get one of them out and I was going to drink it all in one drink, Brother Ed. <clears throat> and I started down the hall of our house with that past blue ribbon in my can after I pulled the top off of it and I couldn't pull it to my mouth. 
And the first thing he did is scared the fire out of me. Like, what the heck is going on? Mm. And I was confused and scared. And in the middle of all of that confusion, God spoke to me. And I still remember to this day what he said. I mean, I just, it was still small voice, but I heard him say, Show me in a way that I know it's you. And boy, I have to admit, when I heard that, I knew right then that God wasn't too busy to hear my prayer. I knew right then that He'd answered my prayer differently than I anticipated Him answering my prayer. But I also knew right then that I'd never drink another. And that's been over 34 years ago. I knew right back then, but there's probably still some people today that think, Eddie Wade, he'll be back on the wagon. The day I got baptized, a man that I worked with, Mark Bunch, he come up there and uh, after Brother Ricky Prophet and Brother George Chris baptized me at Brotherhood Free Will Baptist Church and I come by that water all big and wet, here come Mark Bunch up there, got right in my face, I worked with Mark. He come up to me and he said, I refuse to believe God could save someone like you. And I, I couldn't argue with him. I was having a little bit of trouble with it myself. He wanted to hear my testimony. I gave him my testimony about how I got saved. And even though I was wet, he picked me plump off the ground, gave me a big old hug, and uh, called me his brother from that day on. But here Noah, following the footsteps of many, Noah has made it through the flood. Noah has planted a vineyard. No doubt he planted this vineyard for the very reason they were reading about here in verse 21. And he drank of the wine and was drunken and he was uncovered within his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brethren without. Uh, I still want to spend a little time here. Alcohol will mar your home just like it did Noah and his son. This incident, I'm glad God puts things like this in the Bible. Uh, They're recorded for our admonition that we uh, might learn from them. Verse 23 says, And Shem and Japheth, that's Noah's other two sons, they took a garment and laid it upon both of their shoulders and went backward and covered the nakedness of their father and their faces were backward and they saw not their father's nakedness. Now they done this the best way they could. They shouldn't have never even been put in this predicament but uh, in the situation they were in to compensate for the drunkenness of their father they went backward and uh, tried to cover up Noah's nakedness and Noah's drunkenness a lot of families have to deal with this same dilemma of trying like Sister Vani just said I have a a person in the family that's a drunk and and worry about them and find them passed out and plead with them uh, to get saved and give it up and all of that uh, this puts a terrible burden upon families. Drunkenness does. And verse 24 says, And Noah awoke from his wife. <clears throat> See, Noah's passed out. I've done this quite a bit. And uh, he awakes from his wine. Now Noah's the one got himself drunk. Noah's the one that's naked in his tent. 
But it says, And knew what his younger son had done unto him. Now, he's going to react in this uh, no blame to Noah. He's going to react in this and put the blame uh, instead of upon him, upon his son. And I'm not going to debate that or labor that, but he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants, shall he be unto his brethren. And a sin always demands a payment. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. Uh, sin, when it's finished, brings forth death. But uh, here came <clears throat> on Ham, servant uh, Cain, the father of the Canaanites, here he is a product of this problem of Noah's drinking and Noah's nakedness. And uh, you can just kind of see the devil getting uh, pretty good uh, victory here with Noah cursing his son. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Shem and Canaan shall be his servant. God shall enlarge Japheth and he shall dwell in the tents of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. And uh, this this was carried out. It became true. Uh, Canaanites are servants even unto this day. Uh, you know, a product of sin. Sin always takes you down. Sin always uh, leaves its mark. It says here in verse 28, And Noah lived after the flood 350 years. <clears throat> That's after the flood. Noah was 600 years. <clears throat> Noah was 600 years old uh, when he built the ark. And he says all the days of Noah were 950 years and he died. I seen some kind of commercial the other day and I, I don't really want to cater to it but he's talking about how people lived so long uh, back years ago and he was trying to say uh, why they live so long? Of course, he's trying to bring climate change into it and pollution into it, and yeah. and all of that. Talk about you know they didn't really need uh, medicine. They didn't really need uh, <clears throat> any assistance. Air was cleaner. Earth was cleaner, and all that stuff. But uh, you know, all of that sounds good till you get over here to Genesis chapter six. And uh, you notice in Genesis chapter 6 that God brings judgment and God says uh, man's days, uh, chapter 3, um, chapter 6 verse 3, God says man's days shall be 120 years. See, so they leave that out. But now Noah lived 950 years and he died. Another reason for him living so long back then was because uh, they had to to be fruitful and plenish the earth. And we'll get to that here in just a minute. It says, uh, Now these are the generations of the sons of Noah. Thank you, Brother Ed. Uh, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And under them were sons born after the flood. And the sons of Japheth, Gomer, Magog, and uh, Madai, and uh, some of these names I'm going to struggle with, Javan, and uh, Tubal and Meshach and uh, Tyrus. Uh, underneath here in this Schofield Bible, it talks about uh, Gomer, uh, the ancient Simerans, and, and uh, from whence 
descended the Celtic family, and a Magog, uh, from Magog, the ancient Scythians and Tartars who descended predominate in the modern Russia, and uh, Media, uh, ancient Medes, uh, Javan, uh, the people of Greece and Syria, mm-hmm. uh, Tubal, uh, descendants, uh, people of the region south of the Black Sea from which they spread north and south, uh, branch of this people, Spain, uh, Meshach, uh, race mentioned in connection with other northern nations, broadly speaking, Russia, including conquest of Peter, uh, the great and his successors is the modern land of Meshach and Tyrus uh, a product, the progenitor of the Tyrusians man some of that stuff's over my head I'll just tell you right now I'm not that smart I want to, I want to ask you yeah. and, and now that you're reading that I yeah. want to ask you because I, I have read in there someplace that God sent Noah's three sons out in different parts We're of the world to take wives and they had wives. Okay, but yeah. anyway, I sent them in different parts of the yeah. world to multiply. True, we're getting to that. That's yeah. in this chapter I, in right I, now. That's what I thought. I, I had read that one time a long time ago. Yeah. I, Brother Eddie, yeah. before you go any further, Carol Madison had sent me a, a message. Uh, she said she's still having trouble with her back and foot from that accident, so they won't be here today. So okay. Really need to be much in prayer for her. Amen. We we just prayed for him just a second ago. You talking about Jimmy's wife, right? No, no, no. Oh, you're talking about the accident over at a yeah TSC. Yeah. Okay. Well, we prayed for them this morning. We'll be praying for them in the service today. Uh, it says in the sons of Gomer, uh, Ashkenaz, real path, and uh, Togermai, the sons of Javan. Elisha and Tarsus, Kittim and Dotham. By these were the isles of the Gentiles divided in their lands, every one after his tongue and after their families and their nations. I uh, won't be talking along the lines of what Brother Ed just mentioned in this chapter here. Uh, a lot of, lot of. Uh, information in this chapter about populating the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, uh, And the sons of Ham, Cush, and Mazram, and Put, and Canaan, the sons of Cush, Seba, and uh, Havilan, and uh, Sabathan, and Ramah, and uh, Sabathana, I'm telling you, buddy, the sons of Ramah, Sheba, and uh, Dedan, and Cush begot Nimrod. That's just one significant here. Yeah. And he began to be a mighty one in the earth. I've heard, uh, and I can't back this up, but I've heard uh, about Nimrod that uh, he even hunted people. Mm. Verse 9 says he was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Therefore it is said, even as Nimrod, even as Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord, and the beginning of his kingdom was Babel. That word Babel means confusion. 
And I've heard a lot about Nimrod, and none of it was good. And uh, a lot of pagan uh, religion tie into Nimrod. And uh, Irrich and Akkad and the Kalanine, the land of Shinar. Out of that land went forth Ashar and builded Nineveh and the city Rehoboth and Kalan. And uh, Rezan between Nineveh and Kalan, the same is a great city. And uh, Mishlam begot Ludim and Anamam. Woo, boy, these names. <laughs> and uh, Lehabam and uh, Nephilim. Wow. And uh, Patherism, glad I wasn't alive back then. Mm. And uh, Calisim, out of whom came Philistine, and uh, Philistim, and uh, Capithorm, and Canaan begot Sidon his firstborn, and Heth, and the Jezebite, and the Amorite, and the Garzizite, and the Hevite, and the Archite, and the Sinite. Woo! And the Arvite, I'll be glad we get through this chapter. And the Arvite, and the Semirite, and the Hamatite. Afterward, the family, families of the Canaans spread abroad. And we're getting to the subject matter of the earth being populated in yeah. what we're reading. is why this is in here. Yeah. And the border of the Canaanites was from Sidon, as thou comest into Gur, and unto Gaza, as thou goest into Sodom and Gomorrah. Does anybody know where that is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boy, you can tell that uh, yeah. these Canaanites, uh, they've not just been cursed, but going to be judged. Wicked people. Uh, yeah, the Bible yeah. said there's wicked more than any men. Yeah. In Genesis 13, 13, we'll be there shortly. And uh, Adamai and Zeboim even under Elisha. Uh, these are the sons of Ham after their families, after their tongues and their countries, and in their nations. Unto Sham also the father of all the children of Ibner, the son of Japheth, the elder, even unto him were children born, the children of Sham, Elam, and Ashar, and uh, Arpa, Arpa, wow, Arpa dad. God, what a name. Hmm. And Lud and, and Aram, and the children of Aram, Uz, and you know, Job came from Uz, I yeah. believe. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we see that right, right there. Children of Aram, Uz, and Hull, and Gether, and Mash, and Athos, God, Axpas had forgot Selah, and Selah begot Ebner. These words over my head, my tongue just can't go there. And under Edna were born two sons. The name of one was Peleg. For in his days, this is another notable statement here. Peleg, in his days was the earth divided. Uh, the land between Russia and Alaska used to be joined together. Uh, they call it the Bering Strait. It's underwater now, but it used to be where you could walk across. Yeah. And uh, this may be a reference to that. It says in his days was the earth divided. His brother's name was uh, Jokhtan. And Jokhtan begot Amodad and, and Shelopeth and Hazar. Boy, where they get their names from? Hazar, Mephith, and Jerah, and Hanaram, and Uzal, and uh, Dixlan, and Obal, and 
Abani and Sheba, Lord help me. And Ophir and Havilah and Jobeth, all these were the sons of Joptan. And their dwelling was from Meshai as thou goest to Sephar, a mount of the east. Uh, that tells you they, they were in the eastern part. Uh, these are the sons of Shem after their families, after their tongues, and their lands, after their nations. These sons became nations. And uh, this last verse comments on what Brother Ed mentioned just a minute ago. These are the families of the sons of Noah after their generations in their nations. By these were the nations divided in the earth after the flood. They just kind of like a pool ball hitting a uh, bunch of uh, the cue ball hitting a bunch of pool balls. They just took off and yeah, uh, scattered right. yeah. and covered the face of the earth. Yes. And uh, this, verse 11 it says, and the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And that's what they're trying to do today. Yeah, I know. They're headed in that direction yeah. even today. Uh, so-called one world orders is a fact. Uh, and it's going to be a truth not very much longer. You see a little bit of it there in, in Daniel where everybody was forced yeah. to worship the great image of Nebuchadnezzar and had three sticks in the mud. Uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that wouldn't, wouldn't bend, wouldn't bow, and they found out they wouldn't burn neither. But that's where we're headed. We're headed towards everybody is going to worship an image. Everybody's going to get in on the dance. Everybody's going to get in or be thrown in the fire. Uh, this is kind of what's going on right here. The whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. Yep. And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick, burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime, had they for mortar. And they said, Go to, let us build a city. Here's the first skyscraper. Yep. Yep. Beautiful place. Let us build a city and a tower whose top May reach under heaven. <laughs> Donald Trump, he's built a lot of That's skyscrapers, a lot of towers. Oh, yeah, but uh, this tower here was in a in typology. They was trying to get to heaven without God. They was trying to find a way to get to heaven. Whose whose top may reach under heaven, and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth, and. Uh, they were scattered. Looks like they got together here. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one. And they have all one language. And this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. You know, I... I've read in the Bible where it's not in man to direct his steps. I'm glad God intervenes. I was praying this morning. I was thanking the Lord for the many times that He had intervened in my life. That things that I thought to do came to naught. And it's good that they did because had they not, it had been a terrible mess. Got enough messes as it is. But God is 
He's meddling here in uh, what their goal is, and uh, they're they're determined to reach heaven uh, by the hand of man instead of by the hand of God. And verse eight says, uh, or verse seven, go to, let us go down there and confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth and they left off to build the city. I'm glad God intervenes. Right. Yeah, they, and, uh, they wanted to break their mortar. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't talk to one That's right. Do <laughs> you need a brick Can or do you, you need some mortar? <laughs> I mean, Verse 9, the name of it's called Babel. And that means confusion. Yeah, boy. Because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth. Yeah. Uh, God told Noah, not Noah, but Moses, uh, Moses didn't want to go before Pharaoh. I think he's afraid to. Yeah. And he tried to use uh, his speech as an excuse. And God right. confronted him and said, Who made man's tongue? Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, God, uh, he, uh, he could have used a donkey. He did that with a Balaam yeah. uh, and spoke to the prophet. But God could use Noah. But Noah, in an effort to dodge uh, the charge given him, he said, I'm not an eloquent speaker. And God said, who made man's tongue? And he put Noah there in a deficit there. And verse 9 said, therefore is the name of it called Babel. Uh, that tire of Babel. Uh, it's where the Lord confounded the language of all the earth. And from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. And uh, you know, God intervened in this. And uh, it divided them. They were united. And, and now they're scattered again. Verse 10 says, These are the generations of Shem. Shem was a hundred years old and begot... Lord, these names. Our plague said, Two years after the flood. So we know this, this boy here uh, was born two years after the flood. I like God putting those details in there. Yeah. And Shem lived after he begot Arpachshad 500 years and begot sons and daughters. They're, they're covering the face of the earth. I heard a preacher one time when I just first got saved. He was reading all those names off. The brother Eddie was reading there a while ago. And he come to that one so far. That name so far. And uh, he said, well, he said, well, look, my, our children are so far away that I don't know what that is. You know? And she said, oh, that'd be a good name for one of our boys. Well. <laughs> <laughs> and I, that just stuck to my mind when he read so that so far. Yeah. No, so far away. <laughs> and Axbalad lived 530 years and begot Selah. And Arpalad lived after he begot Selah 400 and three years yeah. and begot sons and daughters and Selah lived 30 years and begot Ebner mm -hmm. uh, Eb Eber and Selah lived after he begot Eber 403 years and begot sons and daughters mm -hmm. and uh, Ebner I keep putting the end in there Eber lived 430 years and begot Peleg and Eber lived after he begot Peleg 430 years and begot sons and daughters. And Peleg lived 30 years and begot Ru. 
And Peleg lived after he begot Ru 209 years and begot sons and daughters. And Ru lived two and 30 years and begot Serug. Oh my, what a name. <laughs> and Ru lived after he begot Serug 207 years and begot sons and daughters. And Serug lived 30 years and begot Nahor. And... Uh, you know, when we die and go to heaven, we're going to get a new name. I wonder. Thank God. I hope I get one. I, I wonder if we're going to get names like that. I hope not, Brother Ed. I hope it's something <laughs> simple. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you just you know, it makes you wonder sometimes. You Some know. of these names uh, I'm telling you, buddy, they're not in my vocabulary. <laughs> and Serug lived after he begot Nahor 200 years and begot sons and daughters. And Nahor lived nine and twenty years and begot Terah. These are significant. Yeah. And Nahor lived after he begot Terah a hundred and nineteen years and begot sons and daughters. Yeah. And Terah lived seventy years and begot Abram. Times are coming down already. Listen to the, that, the times that they're living. Times are yeah. starting yeah. to come down. Uh, Terah lived 70 years and begot Abraham, Nahor, and Haran. Yeah. Now these are the generations of Terah. Yeah. Terah begot Abram, Nahor, and Haran. And Haran begot Lot. And Haran died before his father, Terah, in the land of his nativity, in the Ur of the Chaldees. Yeah. And Abram and Nahor took them wives. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai. Yeah. And the name of Nahor's wife, Malchai, the daughter of Haran, the daughter of Milcal, and the father of, of uh, Ishkal. Now all these have been begotten sons and daughters, but listen here, verse 30. But Sarah, or Sarah, was barren. She had no child. Right. And uh, Abram, uh, Abram, he took Sarah for his wife and she's not having children. All the rest of them got sons and daughters. All of them that were read. And Terah took Abram his son and Lot the son of Haran his son's son and Sarah his daughter-in-law his son Abram's wife and they went forth with them from the Ur of Chaldees to go into the land of Canaan and they dwelt and uh, they came unto Haran and dwelt there. And the days of Terah were 205 years and Terah died in Haran. My oh my. We're going to stop right there. Somehow I've been making it through two chapters. But that's quite a challenge. Yes it is. I'm telling you. You talk about straining at gnats. Some of them names are not in my vocabulary. Amen. Right. But, uh, you know, God has been in, uh, in, in charge and involved since the very beginning. He made everything. He blessed everything. Yeah. He said not only it was good, He said it was very good. I'm still glad even today that God's in charge. I'm glad today He's in charge of the sun coming up. I'm glad He's in charge of the moon at night time and the stars that come out at night that declare the glory of God. I'm glad He's in charge of the seasons. I'm glad He's in charge of me. Amen. amen. I'm not my own. I've been bought with a right. price. And thank God I have. Amen. 
that gave me some worth because I wasn't worth nothing till he put his treasure in his earthen vessel and gave me worth. I, I, I'm somebody going somewhere now, and praise God, I got somewhere to go. But I am glad God's in charge. Yeah. Carolyn, he was in charge when I was lost. Right. And praise God, he's really in charge now that I'm saved. Bible said the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And we do well to walk in them. Amen. Don't catch ourselves jaywalking on the on the will of God or the Word of God for our life. Line up with the Word and uh, just seek the will of God and pursue it. Amen. We've got to stop somewhere. Uh, we do want to say a prayer for Carol. Our Lord, we thank You for this good Sunday school lesson. Yeah. And uh, we want to pray, Lord, for Carol, Lord. She's still suffering, uh, Lord, from when those gates fell over on her, Lord, at uh, TSC. Uh, Lord, we know You're the Lord God that healeth us. Uh, you're the great physician, Lord. Uh, Lord, You send Your Word and You heal us. And I pray, Lord, lifting up Carol to You, Father, that You administer to her hurt. And Lord, I pray You'd help her to recover. Yeah. Uh, we just pray for her and Larry. Pray, Father God, Lord, for Levi and uh, Lord for serenity. Pray Your blessings upon them, Father. We thank You, Lord, being so gracious, so good. Lord, we just can't do nothing but praise You with every breath. In Jesus' name we ask these things. Amen. Amen. All right, we're done with the Sunday school lesson this morning. Hallelujah.